When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Roland Garros ends tonight. The men's final uh, is Novak Djokovic and Stefanos Tsitsipas. So no Rafael Nadal after he lost three sets to one against the uh, Joker couple of nights ago in the semi-final. Brett Phillips has been covering the event for us and for Channel 9 as well uh, all fortnight long, and he's with us here on SEN. Uh, always good to chat to him. Uh, thanks to First Surf Tennis Sunscreen at sunblessedsunscreens.com.au. BP, good evening. Jordan, I am going particularly well. La- can we start on last night? Because I just want to get straight into it. Now, firstly, you're not you're not doing telly anymore, so we're not going to you wrap up. I am done. How'd you find yep. it, firstly? Uh, last night was, um, yeah. No, 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 the TV, the TV bit, the TV bit, because you, you were magnificent oh. on television. <laughs> well, no, it was good fun, good fun. Uh, very different to the radio cape that we're very much uh, used to, but um, well, I'm still actually still taking the makeup off. Uh, that's still, I'm still <laughs> probably caked in makeup. Um, but, no, really great fun. I mean, great to uh, just see behind the scenes of live television uh it's quite calm at sort of my end but if you go if you went two rooms over uh which i sat in and actually observed for half an hour the amount of people that sit in like a, a tv control room uh, putting together live television it's a real eye-opener and uh hats off to all those people behind the scenes that you know make it happen and sort of make people like us look good at times and yeah no, great fun though and you know terrific when you think that channel nine is you know, got the rights when they uh, signed on for five years a couple of years ago. They did promise they were going to bring far more tennis uh, than what, you know, Channel 7 had done previously. And uh, they have the French on free-to-air, where it's normally been uh, on Fox the last few years. I think it's great. So, yeah, good fun. All right, now to the final. Last night, uh, Barbara Krajikova and Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. It was going to be a first-time Grand Slam winner either way, but it went to the unseeded 25-year-old from the Czech Republic, and it was a magnificent story. Um, just, I'll let you elaborate more on this, but one of my favourite stats was that she only won her first singles title the week before uh, Roland Garros started, literally the day or two before Roland Garros began a fortnight ago. She won her first singles title. Um, she's not old by any means. She's 25, but that was her first title. That's just one of many, many great stats and facts to come out from Barbara Krajikova's win last night. Yeah, incredible, really. And, you know, certainly, um, you know, following tennis uh, intimately, we, we knew about her, her, her great doubles uh, record and had got to world number one in doubles, I think, back in 2018. If she wins uh, tonight, of course, backing up to play the doubles final, she'll go back to world number one in doubles. Um, she'd always been sort of a, a reasonable singles player. Uh, but interestingly, you know, she's never qualified for the main draw of, I think, Wimbledon and the US. Obviously, a lot of her efforts have been put into her doubles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she's always... All, all the Czech players, anyone that comes from the Czech Republic, it's such a strong 
tennis nation. So they're they they're, they're well grounded. They learn the game technically very well. Uh, and you know she paid tribute last night to the influence of the late Yana Novotna on her career in in teaching her the nuances of the game, how to play the court craft, uh, which Yana was so good at. You know, winning Wimbledon and all the success that she had as a player that could play in all corners of the court. So. Yeah, we didn't expect it. I mean, if you, I don't think anyone, in sitting down to predict at the start of the tournament who was going to win, would even have had Barbara Kuchikova in the discussion at all. But this is what happens when a lot of the top seeds get knocked out, that it unearths the next sort of uh, line of player who can all play. I mean, if you're inside the top 100, you can play the game extremely well. And you now she's taken her chance. And it's very similar in a sense to Ash Barty two years ago. I mean, just taking nothing away from Ash winning her first Grand Slam, but the draw opened up and gave her an opportunity. And uh, this incredible uh, statistic of the French with all the different women's champions we've had the last seven or eight years, the different finalists. But for the Czech Republic, yeah, we had Bondrusova a couple of years ago. We had Lucy Safarova, who lost to Serena when she last won the French. Uh, you go back to Martina Navratilova when she was under the Czechoslovakia banner. Uh, back before she deferred to the US, uh, making finals and, um, yeah, but a great breakthrough. And she just played terrific tennis. I mean, in the end, she had too much court craft for Pavly Chenkova. Her movement was a little bit better. Um, she just did everything just that uh, that bit better than Pavly Chenkova to get over the line. I thought her speech was fantastic. And you're right, you sort of look at her and think she is older and she's been around a lot longer. But at 25, I mean, she might be able to possibly sustain this and and have more success. It's going to be tough, though. I mean, there's there's every chance that those two may never, ever play in a Grand Slam final again. So you've got to take the opportunity when it's there. Absolutely. The Czech Republic, as you said, they, they are very strong. Uh, they're a strong tennis nation, particularly on the women's side. I mean, they've got some great male players. You think recently of someone like Thomas Burdich, um, yep. uh, Lucas Rossol, Yuri Veasley is Czech as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, so they've got great yep. male players, but the female players are even better. And they've been a, a great um, uh, Fed Cup, now Billie Jean King Cup, uh, great nation mm. there where they've won a number of titles and made the final uh, a couple of times in the last decade or so. What is it about the Czech Republic? Is it, do they, do they, is it just the culture there of, of being a tennis-playing nation or is it a great pathway? Do you know about the inner workings of the Czech Republic? Yeah, look, not, not, I don't know it intimately, uh, but uh, certainly uh, they've, they've always had a, a pretty strong tennis system. Uh, you know, through uh, through tournament play, a bit like, you know, France continue to produce a lot of players, Italy producing a lot of players. They, they, they just have a really good tournament structure at those levels underneath. So, you know, this is the debate often with tennis back here. And the thing I hear at sort of more that grassroots level is that there's not enough tournament competition playing opportunities for young kids to, to feel that match play really, really early and get into those match-type conditions. So that, that's a big factor of, you know, quite a few of the European uh, countries who just absolutely live and breathe it. And, yeah, they're probably going to, you know, over time produce more. But it's, it's interesting because, you know, Russia, uh, the, Czech, uh, the Czech Republic, uh, France, you know, they've been the traditional countries. But now you're getting countries like Ukraine are, are stepping up and producing some really, really good young talent. So... Yeah, the spread across Europe. I mean, Sviontek stepping up from Poland last year. Uh, Romania, obviously, you know, on the back of Halep, are producing um, some much better players inside the top 100. Their, their Fed Cup team's deeper. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a tough game to make it. There's a lot of competition. 
but the Czechs have, uh, yeah, they've, they've created an amazing record of success. So what did you make of the actual final itself? You mentioned briefly before about how well she played. What did uh, Barbara Krejcikova actually do? Because the first two sets were, they swung quite wildly either way, 6-1 and then and then 6-2 for, for each of Krejcikova and, and Pavlichenkova in the first two sets. How did Barbara Krejcikova manage to overcome her opponent? I think in the end, um, she just had a few more little go-tos. I think her movement to me was better. I mean, Pavlichenkova pretty much admitted after the match she was on fumes. She was she was battling uh, just to, you know, really stay in those those rallies and, and hit that last ball really, really well. And then the errors just started to creep in. So I think her consistency of hitting was pretty telling. She wasn't trying to necessarily go for the winner and blow Pavlyuchenko off the court. It was just keeping nice depth, keeping nice shape on the ball, working the angles. And Pavlyuchenko was just struggling to you know, just get that one extra shot that could see her dictate the point. So I think that's the thing I liked about Barbara. You know, she, her temperament was really, really good out there. And, you know, she had to well, win it on her fourth or fifth match point. So it wasn't handed to her. And that, that's a sign of a, you know, an athlete who was just right in the zone in the moment, um, believing, uh, you know, inspired by many different things. I mean, you'd love to know what was going through her head when there's the pressure to win a Grand Slam and, um, I think she just was able to really execute um, and, and not overplay, which you can tend to do when you're maybe a little bit nervous and anxious and you want to finish the match off. I think her patience really stood out in that final set. For the men's final tonight, uh, BP, well, the, for the fourth time since 2005, so in, uh, what's that, 15, 16, 17 years, just the fourth time since then, we'll have a non-Rafael Nadal champion. It'll be... Uh, It'll be uh, one of either Novak Djokovic, who won it in 2016, or Stefanos Tsitsipas, who's looking for his first uh, Grand Slam title win. Uh, so no Rafael Nadal tonight, which in itself is obviously a pretty big surprise. But whose form are you liking the most on the clay coming into this? Um, we know Tsitsipas is a good clay player, but Djokovic had to overcome Rafael Nadal. And obviously Djokovic is probably the best player in the world, I guess, now on all courts. Nadal very strong on clay, but Djokovic undoubtedly number one. Which way are you leaning for tonight's final? Well, I think, you know, you, you, you've got to certainly favour uh, Novak. I think it's 5-2, the head-to-head. But they've played some really good matches, these two. Uh, you know, Sissi Pass has taken sense. He's been right in matches. Uh, so they haven't, you know, been um, uh, blown out of fears. And, and that's, you know, obviously kudos to Sissi Pass and why he's risen to where he has. Because he can, he certainly can play against these uh, good guys and be right in matches. But this is the ultimate test, isn't it? Uh, to beat the world number one, best of five in a major. If he overcomes that, well, the, the self-belief will just uh, fly for uh, Stefanos and will give him vindication that he absolutely belongs at the top. But, you know, the question for me is, um, and, I, and, I, and I said this a few days ago and a couple of other radio bits, Jordan, that I, I just sense this sort of twinkle in the eye of Djokovic. Uh, you know, he wants, he, he's so desperate to win a second French, uh, to creep a little closer, Um you know, it's, it's something that would, I think, bug him if he only ever won one French like Federer. Uh, he wants to break all the records. He's, he's just in a, he's in a zone. You can see it. And the way he finished off uh, the match uh, prior to Nadal, uh, when the crowd had to be kicked out against uh, Berrettini, uh, the way he just got into another stratosphere than his opponent uh, was, was absolutely uh, brilliant uh, to close out that match. And, I mean, his depth, his accuracy... Uh, I mean, every good offence starts from a good defence, as we know, and that's the hallmark of the Djokovic game. So how does, how does Sitsipas break that down tonight? He'll play on court. 
he'll try and get forward. I'm sure he won't want to just slug it out with Djokovic on the baseline. And Stefanos' natural DNA is to move forward anyway. He's mm-hmm. pretty confident in the net, big wingspan. He can win some points that way. So it's going to come down to some, you know, some moments. But if you give Novak the front running, he's going to be pretty hard to pick back. So Sitsipas got to, he's got to get that first set somehow uh, tonight. But that is, uh, I mean, we we said we said beating uh, Nadal was just about impossible on clay. Well, to now beat Djokovic in a Grand Slam final is just about impossible because the only Grand Slam finals he's really lost have been to Nadal and Federer across the journey. He's in his 29th, Stefanos in his first. And when Djokovic gets to this stage, um, unless it's those two, he's not, he's not losing too many Grand Slam finals. BP, I'm looking forward to it tonight. Thank you very much for previewing uh, and reviewing the two finals with us. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Indeed. Thanks, John. Brett Phillips with us here on the SEN Roundup. All thanks to First Serve Tennis Sunscreen at sunblessedsunscreens.com.au. So uh, that's the final coming up tonight. uh, It was a three-set deciding set result last night in the women's final, and hopefully we get something similar uh, coming up tonight. 11 p.m. is when it all gets underway. I think think the new generation of tennis players are are sort of criticised a little unfairly. A lot of people say, oh, when's the next generation going to overtake the current generation? When is... Tsitsipas and Zverev and Medvedev and Rublev and all these young guys who are mid-20s, when are they going to overtake and, and really sort of usurp the current generation of Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, etc.? I feel like that's a bit of a bad rap because if you look at well, it's it's sort of it's it's criticism that only applies to Grand Slams, I feel like, and I feel like that's sort of poorly researched criticism because if you look at how these players play in the tour events... Uh, so away from Grand Slams and at, at Masters level, at um, ATP 500 level, a lot of those young guys are winning tournaments. They're, they're winning the tournaments. They are uh, making finals. They are being able to compete at this level. Regardless, you know, whether Djokovic or Nadal or whoever actually enter those tournaments or not, they can still win those matches. They can still beat those guys. They can still beat Djokovic and Nadal at those levels, which we've seen this year. It's happened. It's happened this year multiple times already. The Masters 1000 events this year has been, I think, all bar one. So there's been four so far. Uh, three of them have been won by the young guys, the next generation, um, and only one of them have been won by the old guards. So Djokovic, Nadal, etc. That's the split this year. So they actually perform a lot better than what a lot of people think. But the criticism is sound at slams. At slams, that next generation hasn't been able to take the next step, which I guess is the ultimate uh, peak of, of tennis domination is at, at Grand Slam level. And yes, these young guys haven't had the op- haven't been able to beat the older generation. The new haven't beat the old uh, at a Grand Slam level. And Stefano Tsitsipas has the opportunity to do that tonight at Roland Garros, but does he have... The only thing I'm questioning is, and he's a great player, he's an amazing player, but does he have the mental capacity to compete at a Grand Slam final with one of the old guard. Djokovic, they're both extremely talented players and, and Tsitsipas has the game to, that could beat anyone. It's not about the game. It's about the mental toughness. As we know in tennis, it's it's more a game played between the years. Does Stefano Tsitsipas, does he have the minerals to stay with Novak Djokovic when the match looks like it might be going against him if Djokovic gets a run on and gets on top in the contest? Does he have that? That's what we'll find out tonight. That's where the game is going to be won and lost. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.